Hey, this is the Let's Get Spirits podcast, and that music you just heard, that little ditty, that last six seconds, you know what it's called, Brother T? What's it called? H-E-I-S-T, heist. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's just cool. a cute way to introduce. Everybody knows it's about to start when you hear that. Yes, 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 yes. You know, if somebody would ever teach me more about recording things, I could do the cool thing that, you know, where you fade in, fade right. out, speak over the music for a while. Uh, I just, I'm just really fortunate to be able to do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> how, how true, how true, how true. I was listening to my former church started a podcast. Right, you, right. Well, matter of fact, it was your former worship pastor working at my former church. Yes, yeah. started rub a podcast. that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he yeah. listened to our podcast and really enjoyed it. He said, hey, you inspired me yeah. to get one going. So I listened to their podcast last week, really good, much more technical than ours. And he said they were up to three listeners. Really? Yeah, yeah. so I think we had three, about our third Listen, <laughs> probably. <laughs> we're up to five. No, <laughs> no, we're up more than that, like 7,500 downloads or yeah, something like cool. that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of people cool. listening, and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Love to grow it even more. So if you guys enjoy Let's Get Spiritual Podcast, tell a friend, like it, comment on all the things that people tell you to do that has something to do with algorithm where mm-hmm. it gets promoted more often. Right. And I think a lot of people would love to hear what we're talking about, but it's just a matter of getting known. That that's the that's the thing. Yeah, we didn't hire a publicist. No, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not in the barn this morning either, brother. We are not. We uh, are in my office. And for those of you who wonder what a senior pastor study looks like, mm-hmm. check out Instagram. Yes. Let's get spiritual <laughs> podcast Instagram. And I did a little uh, little video of all of these books on the wall. Uh-huh. I mean, I I had kind of like you. I had a couple places where I studied. One, I kept all my books, and then the other. I just kind of kept it clean with a handful of books in there. Right. And uh, But I'm just telling tell you, if I put my two together, I, I don't have the books that you have. And most of mine are at home. So, and it's yeah. incredible. Man. Yeah. You're such a well-read person. Well, I tell you what, I've got a lot of books anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know all those books that you just store it away, don't you? Like a little chipmunk. Yes, yes. But you know the main problem right now is you've moved my pictures on my desk. Yeah, good. And, Not you've got uh, so yeah. many pictures on yeah. How do you work? I've got, a, I've got pictures. How many grandkids do you have? Everything, <laughs> everything <laughs> is always right in its proper place. And so Not right now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Not now. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait till this podcast is over. So, so you can, can get it back. You're nervous. I know. I wonder I, why yeah. you're sweating. Yeah, it's bad. It's uh, bad. <laughs> so in our disheveled room, right. instead of the podcast barn, just the schedule got moved around today. So yes. we came down to your spot to do it. I hope it sounds good right. on the podcast. We are going to kind of change subject. Not so much that we're leaving the isms, because we have for the last three weeks talked about Calvinism. Right. But we're going to move forward thinking mm-hmm. that hmm, might be some people interested in some other isms right. out there. Yes, yes. So and you chose. What is it? This week, we're going to talk about Mormonism. Mormonism. Right. Mormonism. And, um, and so really, sort of moving in what the world would call, some of the world would call um, a cult. Yeah, and, some do. Uh, and, and so we're going to talk about Mormonism this week, and we'll probably continue and talk about other isms mm-hmm. in the next several weeks. And, and some so, of which are like the, some of the world's great religions. Exactly. Belief talk systems. About, and then go all the way into some things that are rather obscure, but I think pretty interesting for people to I listen think so to. Too. I think so, too. Yeah. And so today we're going to be dealing with Mormonism. That or was, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Right. Exactly. Exactly. They have beautiful churches. Boy, they do. They do. I'm telling you. Uh, you see them just about every town you go into. Yes. And, uh, 
just really well made. A lot of them got those tile roofs. Mm-hmm. Wish I could afford that when I was a pastor, but we right. used tin roofs. Yeah. <laughs> Metal buildings with tin roofs. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> I regress or digress or where I'm going. Oh, <laughs> uh, mercy. Well, the founder was Joseph Smith. Yeah. And uh, Joseph Smith was born in 1805, and he died in 1844. And and he said this, Dr. D., that the Book of Mormon was the most pure book. Uh, that's in his writings, that it is the most pure book. And, of course, he said that an angel, Moroni, yep. uh, led him uh, to a buried uh, book of golden plates. And that was like in the U.S., right? Yes, it, yes. It wasn't somewhere in Israel. Right. And so he translated those plates, and uh, the, he said that God dictated really every word to him. Now, the thing is, he changed, honestly. If you read the history, yeah, he changed that story about three or four times. First time he said that God and Jesus were there. Uh, other times he said that there were, was a group of angels there. And then he began to talk about, well, there were others there, maybe from Scripture. And so he just kept changing um, his, his main story. What was his final story? Do you know? I don't, just, I don't remember his Is it just final. the angel Moroni? I, I think so. Yeah, I that's think so. because I've not studied it in the depth that you have, and I remember studying it, and I don't remember all those other instances of other Old Testament or persons of the Trinity being there in his presence when he was uh, receiving the tablets. Right, right. Well, you know, he said that it's, the, it's course, as you mentioned, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, mm-hmm. and he said because the former-day saints had corrupted the Word of God. Okay. And, and so that's why... Uh, one of the main reasons um, that he he called it uh, what he did, and um, he he also mentioned this, and, and this uh, I don't know. Uh, he said that he did more. Joseph Smith said that he did more for the church than Paul did, than Peter did, John or. Or Jesus. Well, it wasn't given to boast, was it? No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I've heard you make similar comments, but... <laughs> Watch it now. Watch it now. <laughs> wow, more than uh, Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what he said. Okay. And so, and so I think it's so important that yeah. we look at... Uh, at Mormonism. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking before we recorded, and a lot of Protestants... Um, in one in one study that I did, Doctor D, three fourths of the converts to Mormonism were from Protestant religions. Mm. And uh, why do you think that would be the case? I think there's a couple things going on. Let me just I, one I think is one I hear spoken of most often is that folks looking for religion are looking for one that has particular rules, guidelines mm-hmm. that really emphasizes clean living and that sort of thing. And that certainly is the case with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. Very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got a lot of prohibitions or some prohibitions on right. what you can eat, what you can do, mm-hmm. things you wear, and uh, very defined roles for men and women and that sort of thing. I think there are people who, uh, I realize that early on that people weren't necessarily looking for freedom in Christ. They were looking for some rules in Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wanted somebody to set the boundaries, the guidelines for right, them. Right. And a lot of churches that have been very successful over the years have been those who spoke very specifically as to the lifestyle 
mm-hmm. of the individual who who's a part of that church. So I think that's one thing. Right. They, they laid the groundwork out right mm-hmm. there. This is the way it is. And then secondly, uh, I don't know, it's kind of mystical. Mm-hmm. There, there's some really interesting things that we'll talk about. And I just honestly, over the years, uh, I realize a lot of churches have very little spirituality, very little mysticism, and I don't. And I'm not using mysticism as a negative word, as right. you know, ooh, yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. things that go bump in the night. I'm talking about things to be discovered in the spirit, things that the spirit of God moves through you and works through you, and it's something that can be accounted for in the physical. I mean, there is a great movement, particularly in our denomination, to move away from all that and yeah. go strictly into intellectualism. Right, exactly, exactly. I think that's a. I think that's a draw. I do too, and and I, I do also think that there are just a lot of Protestants uh, who are not grounded in, right. in the Word of God. Yeah, and, and so it it's, tends to be easy to to pull them away mm-hmm. uh, because. Um, you know, I've said this for years, but many times when, when these folks and, and boy, I tell you what, I I, I commend uh, their um, tenacity, uh, knocking on doors on Saturday mornings. I commend that. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but when they do knock on your door, um, they use the same vocabulary. Uh, in many ways, but not the same definition. Mm-hmm, true. And, and so when they're on the front steps or on the front porch, um, they're going to use terms that Protestants are familiar with. Yeah. Um, and that will draw in. Yeah, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, heaven, God the Father, yeah, heaven. Things like that. Church, yeah. Exactly. But then when they begin to define them, yeah. uh, and they're not going to do that on the front porch no. uh, unless you lead it into that. Mm-hmm. But when they begin to define it, they don't use the same um, definitions that we would use right. as, as Protestants. But a lot don't know their own doctrine, mm-hmm. and so That's they're really easily true. drawn away. I found by talking to uh, some really good people, and, and let me just say this as we did about Calvinism, I'm not knocking a Mormon no, at all. No, no. Really good folks. Some mm-hmm. of them have put some of us to shame as far as honesty mm-hmm. and you know reliability mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. So certainly not saying anything negative about the individual. No. We're, we're talking about the basic tenets and documents sure. and doctrine of this particular group of people, mm-hmm. particularly the leadership that knows it through and through. Right. And I, I think just like a lot of people sit in a Methodist church, Presbyterian mm-hmm. church, Baptist church, Excuse me, coffee down the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know. Yeah, I, I was talking to one Presbyterian. Presbyterians mm-hmm. obviously um, very reformed, typically mm-hmm. in their theology, and I was explaining why I particularly didn't go along with what we just talked about the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. And they said, "We don't believe that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, you're, you're, I mean, your very own confession of faith said that you do. Well, we don't ever talk about that. I, I understand. Right. But, you know, you, if you don't dig deep enough, and I maybe, maybe if it's not taught from the pulpit, mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. what difference does it make? Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's true with people who go into the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going to talk about these things that we're going to discuss today. Right, right. Probably. I mean, yeah. uh, I'll be honest. Here, Here's total disclosure. I've never been to a Mormon service. It, 
Neither have I. So Neither have I, I. I, for me to say this is what happens in that service would be incorrect. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say I'm assuming sometimes that's a bad thing that they don't get into the deep doctrines of the faith. Not for years. Yeah. You know, um, not for years. And and I think it's a process. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. You know, one of the things that, of course, Joseph Smith taught years ago was polygamy. I okay. mean, you know, before we even get into, and we've sort of got a set that we're going to talk about the writings yeah. of these different uh, cults. We're going to talk about what they believe about God and what they believe about Jesus and and what they believe about heaven or hell. Yeah. Um, but before we even do that, um, it, it just is interesting to me uh, some of the inconsistencies even of this founder you know, um, sadly, he taught polygamy, and and their own history would say that he was sealed to close to forty women. Some of them just eternally, whatever that means. Sealed, uh, a code word. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but others uh, were for a time here on earth, and so he had you know multiple. He had multiple wives. Okay. And and so um, and, and there's just a lot when you study the life mm-hmm. of this founder, mm-hmm. Joseph Smith. Um, there, there are a lot of things that um, I don't think are uh, things that we would look at and, and be proud of, right. you know, as a founder. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, I mean, you can't find these things about Christ, about Jesus. and Because um, and just to be honest, we have some folks in our past that were not that proud of some of their activities either, right. but they didn't claim to be on par with Jesus. Exactly. Exactly. You know, they, they admitted that they were fallen human beings with right. their frailties and their mm-hmm. inconsistencies. That's one thing to say, you know, Spurgeon did this and Moody yes. did this right. and uh, tri- all yeah. these other people did or this. Dugan did this or Yeah, Wilson Dugan did, did this. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was always yeah. way too open with my inconsistencies. <laughs> I don't know. Some people say that was attractive and other people left. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I, yeah. we don't claim right. to have that position of authority. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that would be where we would say, oh, a leader, a founder with this many inconsistencies in their life, mm-hmm. this many times they change their story. Right. There's a problem because of the pedestal that they place themselves upon. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So let's start with the writings. What What are some of the writings that the Mormon church would adhere to? Well, whereas uh, most Protestants only consider, maybe, maybe I should say all Protestants, I guess, uh, only consider the 66 books of what we call the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. And some people even get so specific as to a particular translation right. of that. I, I don't go that far. Yeah. But the, the original manuscripts is right. where I yeah. would say is divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. 66 books of the Bible would be our only book of mm-hmm. conduct, of doctrine, of reproof and correction, as the Bible says about itself. And we wouldn't turn anywhere else. But Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has four books mm-hmm. that they turn to. And, uh, you know, there's the Book of Mormon. Right. Which that, that I guess, is based upon those golden tablets. Right, exactly. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, that he found buried. Doctrines and Covenants, mm-hmm. uh, or Doctrine and Covenants, which that's a collection of modern revelations by the leaders of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Pearl of Great Price. Exactly. So Pearl of Great Price, Doctrine and Covenants, um, Book of Mormon, and the Bible. Yeah, yes. Particularly the King James Bible. Exactly. Where well, They would say where it has not been messed with. You know um, that it has been messed with, and and they so therefore to, you're able to kind of adjust some of the wording to fit particular viewpoints. I think even right. the book, the 
book of Genesis has been changed a little bit yes. uh, to to maybe differentiate between God the Father, God the Son, and the whole creation story. I was reading something about that because, as we're going to get into in the person of Jesus, would not be the same person of Jesus that you and I would think of. Yes, right. Right. And then I also say, Dr. D, they say continued revelation, that only the leader of the church can declare new revelation from God. That's kind of Catholic. It's sort of Catholic and sort of convenient. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, they have truly, honestly, again, if you do uh, study on this, they have amended their writings over and over and over. One thing that I read said that over 4,000 changes have been made to the Book of Mormon. Uh, over okay. 4,000 changes. Revisions. Yeah, revisions. And, and so, uh, but new revelation. And we would not we would not say that as Protestants, uh, that you can, that, that one of our leaders can just add something to the Word of God that was not there before. No, I mean, we wouldn't accept that. And no. We do believe that the Spirit leads and inspires. Exactly. I, I, I certainly believe that in the writing of a message or writing of a book. I, I want the Spirit of God to inspire me to write what is needed at the time, mm-hmm. what He's revealing at the time. Nothing would be contrary, contradictory, or in addition to anything written in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the last amendment or revision, yeah. they left out 200 words of their sacred writings. Listen, because there were three false revelations that Uh-oh. did not come to fruition <laughs> that Joseph Smith had penned. And so he had written something. He puts dates. He, he puts dates, dates to things, yeah, He puts periods. dates. Okay. And, and it <clears throat> did not happen, so, so they removed that. That kind of like the 1980s countdown to Armageddon. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you and I both got, we both got in the mail. Ooh. 88 reasons why yes. Jesus was going to come back in 1988. Yes. Yeah, I was it. at Union Fork when I got that book yeah, in the mail. I remember very well. I was not in full-time ministry at the time, but uh, I was teaching. Right. But I was working at a large insurance company in Chattanooga. And our division secretary, she's a very devout Christian woman, and she... That day, because it was a particular day. Yeah. Uh, when she came to work that day, she was so excited, dressed up real nice and everything. And she actually left the cage of her bird open, put some food in her home. So when it flew out, it didn't have to fly back in the cage to get the food, took care of her animals. Wow. I mean, she was set. She wow. was ready to go on that day. And uh, it's pretty tough when that doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, he redid that book, the guy that wrote that, yeah. and two or three times. Yeah, changed the date a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Still yeah. hasn't happened. I don't, I don't no, know that no. too many people would <laughs> no. take too much stock in his revelatory uh, expertise. Uh, well, that's why I often say that we are not on the scheduling committee. We're on the welcoming committee, <clears throat> you know. And that's so. right. We're supposed to always have our lamps trimmed and burning. That's, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but not set a date. We're, no, we're not, not date, set date setters. But he... He did set several dates, and like I said, a couple of hundred words were removed uh, from the book because yeah. they did not come to fruition. Yeah. And, wow. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a problem when you have to con- continually adjust what you say is divinely inspired right. to be corrected because uh, there was fallacy in it. And exactly. I don't know that God inspires um, untruths or mistakes. Well, I, I agree that he does not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for sure, and and so so let's jump into what they believe, Doctor D. What do they believe about God? 
Th- this is an interesting. Is I mean, really. they have some interesting thoughts on on God, what, who we would call God the Father. Yeah, you know. And again, um, as Protestants, um, we get what we feel uh, about God the Father from Genesis to the Revelation. Yeah, um, I've often said from Genesis to the maps. I mean, you know, um, we believe in, as you said, the sixty six books of the canon, mm-hmm. and. Um, but uh, but here, let me just mention a couple, and then you can as well, okay. if you've got some things there. But that God was once a man like you and me, and uh, that he had uh, flesh and that he had bones, flesh and bones. But then he followed the Mormon truth, and he progressed. Our God, the God of this world, progressed to godhood. And, uh, and so those are the three first things uh, that they believe about the God of this world. Yeah. You know. I, I think that when <clears throat> that God didn't just have flesh and bone, but he has flesh and bone now. Yeah. That where it was, uh, the Bible teaches that God the Father is spirit. Right. And no man has ever seen him. Yeah. That in, in essence, God is everything. He is all omnipotent he's everywhere mm-hmm. he is there's no place where he does not exist that no man seen his face because he is a spirit that mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is the revelation of the father as the son right that sort of thing but he said Joe Smith said if the veil were rent today and the great God who holds this world in its orbit and who upholds all worlds and all things by his power was to make himself visible I say if you were to see him today you would see him in like a man in form. And he's talking about the Father. The Father. He's talking about God. He's God the Father. The Father. Yeah. And um and so uh and that's that's what the Mormon faith teaches. Here's the statement that they make all the time. As man is, God once was. Yeah. As God is, man may become. Right. You know. <clears throat> excuse me, because they teach that we will uh, have our own universe, and we can become our own gods. Yeah, I've, I, I guess that just the uh, logical inconsistencies of that, Brother T, just bothers me right off, because if it says, as man is, God once was, right, which means uh, that God wasn't always God, mm-hmm. because we're not. Exactly. We may, we may be immortal beings, right. as they teach, but... We're not God. So if once he wasn't God, who was? <laughs> I who mean, created him? Exactly. I mean, the fact, the fact of what they say is that he was only God because he followed perfectly the truths of Mormonism, you know. And so, uh, but who, like you said, who was God before? Yeah, who wrote those God? truths down if, right. if he, so there would have to be, a God before this God. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just going through, I'm not going through doctrine. I'm just yeah. going through a, a logical sequence right. here that the reason why we believe God the Father mm-hmm. is God the Father, that supreme being, uh, is that his declaration of himself was, is I am. Yes. Yeah. There was never a time when I did not exist. Right. I exist now and there will never be a time in the future where I don't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's no need for a creation or a creator, right? He he has always been. Now that boggles our finite minds. Sure. We're not able to comprehend that. Yeah. But he is an infinite God, yes. and therefore no beginning, no end. But when you use this doctrine, as man 
is today, God once was, Mm -hmm. then I I certainly am not omnipotent. I'm not sovereign. I'm not, you know, all the things that we give the characteristics of God. Mm -hmm. So there's a problem. I mean, just that's fairly surface in my opinion. Right. I don't know why people don't see through that. I mean, honestly, throughout the Old Testament, it is replete with, with this truth that God the Father is eternal. Yeah. There's that word, eternal. And so you cannot be eternal if you had a beginning as a God. Yeah, it's just you just mess with the definition when you, you do that. And again, there's the, the thing. They mess yeah. with the definitions, yeah. you know. And so it is. God's, God's word says that God is eternal. Yeah. And um, we are not. We are finite. But God is. And, and so uh, the way they look at God is differently than the way the Word of God portrays Almighty God. Yeah. And, and so that's just the truth. Uh, did you read this? That um, They say that God, our God here, lives near, near a star called Kolob. No. And has a goddess wife. Uh, and that. really many wives, and that they populate a planet, and that they have celestial celestial sex forever. And so uh, that, that's just another... I am another. not going there for yeah. one second. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but th- that makes sense, though, in that um, Jesus is the celestial firstborn right. of the Father yeah. in, get this, preexistence. Yes, yes. So, preexistence being before existing, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm taking this straight from uh, Mormon doctrine. Jesus was the spiritual firstborn Son of God in the preexistence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was born of a woman, but of is this Mary? Is this the celestial mother goddess? Goddess, right? Right. I'm 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 a little I'm little. Because obviously, if we read the Bible, then it was Mary who was the mother of Jesus. Right, and but, Jesus always existed. But I think probably uh, I'm, I'm looking at this a little too shallow. I think they would probably say that his spiritual form, right, was born of the mother of in the spirit and preexistence, uh, yeah, the wife sure. of God the Father. Right. Yeah. But then his earthly mother mm-hmm. would have been. Mary. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what they... Oh, it's hard to keep up with. It is. It is. It is. (laughs) Pretty much, that's what they feel, you know, about God the Father. And again, Dr. D, it is just so different than than what, as Protestants, that we feel. Well, but then you go, well, but, you know, they do say the Church of Jesus Christ. Yes. So, uh, must be okay, even Mm -hmm. if they get the Father a little wrong, then... Jesus Christ, because Jesus is a name, Christ is a title, right? right? A lot of people don't know that, yeah. but Christ is the kind of the Greek yeah. equivalent of the Hebrew Messiah. Exactly. And yeah. so Jesus it's the Christ. It's not his last name. It's not his last name, not his middle name. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah. it's a title. Right. So Jesus of Nazareth, yes. born of Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. there is the Christ, the coming one, mm-hmm. the, the sent one from God. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's what they say. Every person who was ever born on earth was our spirit, brother, or sister in heaven. So, in effect, Jesus is our elder brother. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I just looked down here at, at my readings and my research, and, and this is what they teach, that his physical body, you know, we were talking about this just a second ago, yeah. his physical body was created through a sexual reunion excuse me, union yeah. between 
uh, Elohim and Mary is what they say. That let me read that again. His physical body was created through his sexual, not his spiritual existence, right, exactly. which was in in the preexistence right, with yeah. the wife of God the Father. But it was a sexual union between Elohim and Mary. So this is not the Spirit coming upon Mary, right, and her conceiving, exactly. as we're taught in the Gospels, right. But this was literally. Elohim. God coming to earth in a actual sexual union. In a sexual union. Right, 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 right. Yes. And so, but, you know, what they feel uh, about Jesus, again, is different. You know, what they think about God the Father is different. And when what they teach about Jesus, uh, Christ is different as well. Yeah. And and so um, they they teach, um, when you get deep into it, that Joseph Smith is above Jesus in every way. Because uh, they're in the same brotherhood. Right. Right? If we're yeah. all, if Jesus is just our elder brother, then mm-hmm. that was, that was you know, you can be morally superior to your elder sister, your elder brother or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so in this instance, Joseph Smith came along, mm-hmm. got a more clear and pure revelation right. from yeah. God, mm-hmm. and then uh, wrote it down, the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. And therefore, because of that, mm-hmm. it it is at least equal to, if not greater than the Bible, because that's what Jesus revealed in mm-hmm. the prophets. And we said, what about the prophets? Mm-hmm. They were not false, but you gave a word earlier that the the, the predecessors were not perfect certainly right. of Joseph Smith. Yeah. And so his is superior. Yeah. And therefore he's greater than Jesus. Greater than Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean that's their understanding. They teach that Jesus had three wives, oh. Mary, Martha, and Mary Magdalene, and that he had several children. You know, and again we don't find Who that was the anywhere. first Mary. I don't know. <laughs> it's wild. I don't know. Um, just Mary, no last name? No last name. I don't see a last name. Um, but Mary, Wing Martha. One. I mean, yeah. they're not saying. I'm, I'm assuming the Mary that is the sister of Lazarus. Mary, Mary Martha, Martha. Then you got Mary. And then you got Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene yeah. And one other to be named later? Um, well, three wives, those three. Mary, Martha, and Mary Magdalene. Martha? Yeah, Martha. So married sisters? Married sisters. Okay. Yes. Not cousins, but sisters. I dated sisters once. <laughs> Didn't last long. <laughs> but it's fun while it lasted. <laughs> you know, I found out something new about you all. The time of everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah I can't that's... imagine. But it you know, you could see yeah. dating Mary and Martha. Yeah, you could. Because Martha would keep the house straight oh, and it would be right. Mary would be the fun party yeah. girl. <laughs> now, the sisters you dated. They were not Mary and Martha, were they? they no, they were not, not named. given names. Come oh, on, not, man. No, 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 no many years ago. They are many years ago. Yeah. My wife is aware of this, uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to name it. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. I would change the names to protect the innocent. <laughs> but I'm not sure anyone was innocent in this whole story. <laughs> That's a, that is cool, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> got to move fast. <laughs> uh, I, again, I think I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> uh, back to what they think okay. about Jesus. You just, you just blew my mind because yeah. I've never heard Mary yeah. Martha and Mary Magdalene. Right. Yeah, that, that's uh, in some of the writings. Uh, they also teach that Jesus and Lucifer are brothers. That I do. Well, yeah. that makes sense that if right. we're all brothers and sisters. So is there something about angels that we don't understand? Evidently. Because I think 
in our Christian doctrine mm-hmm. and even Hebrew doctrine, Lucifer was a fallen angel. Exactly, exactly. And so angels are a different breed altogether than humankind. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the final thing that I've got about uh, Jesus. After his resurrection, he came to America and preached to the Indians right. who were the true Jews. They were the lost tribe? They were the lost tribe. And so, again, after his resurrection, he came to America. <laughs> they just didn't veer off the yeah. <laughs> route. I mean, they went a long way. They, they went, they, they went yeah. across the ocean. Exactly. A couple exactly. of oceans, yes. fact. And, again, and we will get into it maybe later or maybe next week, but um, none of the cities that he mentions can be found in archaeology. Okay. None of the coins that he mentions. Uh, the none cities of the, are in the North America, is that what you're saying? Right, exactly, okay. yeah. And um, and so none of it can be authenticated. Uh, you know, like you and I have been to Israel many yeah. times. And they're all they're continually authenticating things from Scripture. Continually digging it up, finding mm-hmm. coins. Yeah. From, I've got one in my desk right now, a widow's mite. Uh, finding um, city names and the names of people that are actually mentioned in the Bible. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that the King David, for many, many years, was considered kind of like our John Bunyan. Yes. Is it John Bunyan or Paul Bunyan? Paul Bunyan. John Bunyan wrote Pro- He wrote Pro- Pilgrim's Progress. Yes, yeah. Paul he, Bunyan. He was real. Yeah, yeah. Paul Bunyan had the blue ox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't spew your coffee. Yeah, I, almost, <laughs> I almost did my brother. We almost had to buy a new microphone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had yeah. a blue ox and a big axe. Okay, all right. So uh, that's... That's someone that we know mm-hmm. is a an American myth, right? Right. Yes. Kind of like Johnny Appleseed type thing. I don't yes. know. Maybe he was right. I, well, I don't know. But King David for years was considered just kind of a a mythical uh, depiction of the power of ancient Israel. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who didn't believe the Bible to be the Word of God and infallible and true mm-hmm. uh, said it was just myth. And then guess what? Mm. They found an inscription. Yes, that that talked about the house of David. Right, the king, the house of David. Yes, and whoops, there is some archaeological <laughs> evidence that he yeah. was a valid mm-hmm. historical figure. Yeah, can I say something just parenthetically, please? Um, you know, I love watching the History Channel. Yeah, but when they deal with biblical things you have to be very very careful really do really careful because they um they're not they're not accurate many times they're just not accurate they're coming from a bias that's a non-christian bias right 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 Uh, just even i've seen some articles on the dead sea scrolls which i find Mm -hmm. fascinating Mm -hmm. uh but a lot of the direction they come to the dead sea scrolls it's just not true right it simply isn't true but you and i both have even been there where uh the history of antiquities there, or the Museum of Antiquities mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. The shrine, Book of the Shrine. Yeah, Book of the Shrine. Right. It's a really cool place to go yeah. where legitimately you see the articles that were found in Qumran, and mm-hmm. not just in the caves, but what was found in the village of Qumran that was right. below the caves, the, mm-hmm. the writing instruments and mm-hmm. a lot of the things they had. And then the facsimile. It is not the real one, but mm-hmm. underneath you, mm-hmm. because of they're trying to preserve it, you've got the Book of Isaiah. Right. One continual scroll. Yes. Huge. Awesome it's to amazing. see. Uh, but although it is a facsimile, it's an exact replica of mm-hmm. what they have underneath that they're protecting from the elements. Mm-hmm. That, that we have all that stuff. Yes, we have all that background. Right, right. And continually is found out. And now there are things 
you go over there, Brother T, uh, like the pillars of salt right, down by yeah. the Dead Sea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah they're two yeah. rock formations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to Jericho and they point to the tree yes. that Zacchaeus. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, or yeah. the Mount of Transfiguration, right. which is just kind of a molehill. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. really not the Mount of Transfiguration. Exactly. That's probably there, right. North Israel, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. people go skiing today. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of things, obviously, have been messed with over the years. Mm-hmm. But uh, deep interrogation and investigation, you find there are these real things there sure. that, that we can point to to validate, mm-hmm. not necessarily, you know, the doctrines of our faith, but the things that substantiate sure. the writings of our faith. Yeah, and again, I mean, you can go to the store there in Bethlehem, and man, they've got they've got coins from yeah. that time period. Yeah. You know, they, they have uh, pottery from that time period, yeah. and it, it's just amazing. You know, back to the Book of the Shrine, um, yeah. they have the history of the Essenes, which yeah. is amazing. They, yes. they talk about that, and... The, you know the scribes that, that wrote there and um, and hid those things. The do Dead you think Scrolls. this is not about Mormonism at yeah. all? But do you think John the Baptist was an Essene? You know, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, he seems to fit. He does the the, the bill. You yes. know, unmarried, mm-hmm. uh, living a very rudimentary life, right. out in the desert, had a lot of spiritual laws, mm-hmm. preaching righteousness, and the coming of a Messiah. Right. All that stuff is yeah. Essene in nature. And where he baptized mm-hmm. was not far from Qumran at all. Exactly. The Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I would say could be. Yeah, good, yeah. good opportunity yeah, that he be. was. Yeah. So when you look at what Mormons believe about God the Father and God the Son, then then you have to really realize that they really don't believe in a trinity. They they don't give credence to a trinity. They do not. The, the, the Jesus Christ is a first begotten of the Father, right. certainly, but no and God. Uh-huh. But no more God than you and I will become if we were good Mormons. Right. If if we adhere to right. pure Mormonism. Yeah. So both the Father and the Son have physical bodies, mm-hmm. uh, flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. But then the Spirit is similar to what we would say about the Spirit, that he does not have flesh and blood. That he right. is a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not really sure all that's taught about the Spirit of God as opposed to what we would teach about the Spirit of God. But certainly... Um, not a part of the Godhead. Not a part of the Godhead. Right, right. And so they, they would not go there. Do we have time to to talk about salvation? We're down to four minutes, brother. If we stick to our 42 minutes... Wow, then we really... Our 42 I'm not sure minutes. we do have time. No, um, salvation, the afterlife, the immortal soul... Yeah, there's so uh, much more. There, there's, there's some really good stuff that... While on the surface may seem similar to what you and I have taught for years right. to those folks who have the privilege of listening to our preaching. <laughs> Just ask us. <laughs> Just ask us. <laughs> while we may use the same, as you said, vocabulary, uh, different uh, so different dictionary. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Uh, and, and when we talk about heaven or hell, you'll find that there is no hell in uh, Mormon doctrine at right. all. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting in the way that is broken down mm-hmm. in the afterlife. What it means to be immortal, yes, uh, yeah. you know, is different. What's the pre-existence like? Mm. You know mm-hmm. that that the maturity that you become as a spirit before born again as a child, right? 
So uh, really interesting stuff that I, I would hate to rush through. Yeah, because, you know, we're going to deal with salvation, uh, some of their inconsistencies, mm-hmm. the final judgment, mm-hmm. you know, and eternal life. It's very interesting what they believe, uh, terrestrial glory, telestial mm-hmm. uh, glory, and celestial. I mean, they've got three different looks at it. And so, you know, one of the things that, you know, the, one of the reasons I, I, I could never be a Mormon, not just doctrinally, but they, they don't drink coffee. That's right, caffeine. Yeah, caffeine. No, and no Coca-Cola unless no, it's... A- no yeah. carbonation either, right? Right. And so, man, that that hurts my feelings. Milk. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Water and milk, you know. But yeah. no Maxwell House. Yeah, you'd, you'd be bummed out, wouldn't I you? I would be. <laughs> <laughs> you would have had to give up your ministry years ago. I would be a uh, hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah. You'd be a closet coffee drinker. <laughs> The old, the old saying was the difference between a Presbyterian and a Baptist. Yeah. Uh, Presbyterians speak to each other in a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. <laughs> and, and with that, we call it a close. <laughs> now, I want to say once again, uh, we don't come from a particular pedestal of superiority. No, no. I am pretty sure when I get to heaven, I'm going to get corrected on some things. Definitely. Right? Definitely. Um, I've, I've come to the point where... My faith has really been simplified. Mm-hmm. It is love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yes. yourself, right? Yes, that that's what I think it's all about, right? And, and if we could, if we could just flesh that out, definitely in this life, we'd definitely. be so much better Christians, definitely. Yeah. So we're not coming from some level of in, uh, superior intellect or anything. No. I, I think what we're doing is just pointing out some inconsistencies mm-hmm. uh, in, in Mormonism, and uh, would just ask people to look into these things, sure. uh, question them if you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, not coming from a place though that we have all the answers. Of course not. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um, because I I have some really good friends. Yeah. Who um, are Mormons? Yeah. Really good friends. And um, we just differ in what we think uh, about Scripture. Yes. You know, and so. Good people. uh, Yeah. Awesome people. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, it's been fun. Real fun. <laughs> been yeah. nice to be in a different environment too. So those of you who don't know, we're in the pastor's study at White Oak Baptist Church. Yes. Nice place. Nice place. Looking for a place to worship, be a good place to go if you're down in this area. Yeah. Ten forty five on Sunday mornings. You're in a very growing neighborhood. We are. Really we growing. Are. I'm yes. excited for you. Yes. Really you know, excited. honestly, we looked at moving many years ago. Yeah. And I'm so glad we I'm did I'm glad not. you stay put. I think yeah. you have a real opportunity for great ministry here. Right, yes. Maybe you'll hire me someday. Uh, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> I can't afford you, Brad. Oh, that's true. That's so true. No, I appreciate it, man. And we look forward to getting back on the subject next week. Until then, I hope everyone has a blessed week. God bless.